Yo, Cardinal Cast, what's poppin'? Um, this week, this is a great one. Oh my God, we got uh, Dakota Robertson on um, talking about everything, dude. This is a smart guy. He's a, uh, he's a he's got a life well lived. Um, he's got a killer Twitter account and killer audience, and he's just like one of the greatest, most talented people I've ever seen at like growing a social media presence. Like on Twitter, on Instagram, doesn't matter, bro. And he's also probably got a ton of friends too, and I'm one of them. So, hope you enjoy this podcast. Check it out. Let me know what you think. See you later. Right. Yo, Cardinal Cast. What's up? Who we got here? Guest? Introduce yourself, sir. I am the Pineapple Pizza Chad motherfucker on Twitter, known as Dakota Robertson. Wrongs Ooh. to right. Ooh. Yes. Wrongs to right. Dude, this is so sick, wrong. Man. I know, we've been talking about this for a while, so I'm, I'm super stoked you're on here. Uh, where are you at right now? Are you back in Canada? Yeah, so I am in Kelowna, British Columbia, near Vancouver. But yeah, we got the two Canadians from Twitter linking up. Hell yeah, bro. Do you um do you feel like as a Canadian entrepreneur, you're like missing out on like all the fun shit happening in the States? Yeah. Okay, there's two things I'm fucking pissed about being Canadian. One, yeah, everything's going on in the US. Everyone's just having a final dandy time. And then two, I can't get points all the fucking purchases i make for thousands of dollars in the u.s uh currency because i got these uh this u.s card with the canadian bank and they don't give you points and stuff so i'm kind of pissed about that so and canada and sorry is amex no i don't i tried getting amex but they told me i have to have two million dollars a year in 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 revenue what yeah Yeah, i know car sales gonna have amex cards Okay, we gotta talk after this because oh my yeah, God. I, I actually inquired of it. income. How, yeah, yeah, you'd have to put a number that's just like inflated. Oh, okay. Shit, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro. They're not the IRS. They're not gonna give. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, dude, my credit score is quadruple digits, and I make two million dollars a year. There you go. Yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna check. They don't give a fuck. Okay, that's good to know. Then I'm gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, bro. I like. Every time I'm down here, I'm always like, fuck, like I got to get a visa. And for the listeners, I'm in, I'm still in Jupiter. The last podcast I did was in Jupiter too, but so I'm still in Florida and it's just like, I can't, I don't even know why I still like have a place in Canada, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a process. Uh, I looked into it. I got to wait a year. My company has to be incorporated for an entire year before I can even apply for a visa. But apparently I talked to some lawyers, you can apply for a visa and then as long as it's getting processed, they can't kick you out of the U.S. because you're like, oh, it's just getting processed. And then even if it gets denied, you can reapply and then you can still stay in the U.S. So there's loopholes like that. Oh, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So interesting, you can pack bro. It. Yeah. Well, dude, um, tell the people like a bit of your background, because like as far as most people know, you kind of just popped out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden you were getting like 50,000 followers on Twitter a week. So, yeah. Like, what what's what's the villain origin story that you got for twitter or personal everything everything just you okay yeah um so me i uh this is a longer story but i'll summarize it i grew up with a single mother for a bit uh my father he decided to smoke some crack and uh he got the fuck out of dodge so uh i grew up without a father mom mainly took care of me uh, she eventually got a boyfriend. Boyfriend was a drug dealer and shit. Uh, I got taken on drug deals all the time as a kid. Um, used to be a fat kid too, because I would just eat a shit ton of Oreos. I like, didn't really have too much supervision. 
um, got really fat, got made fun of as a kid that caused a lot of social anxiety, shyness, all of that. Um, eventually found working out, started working out, built my confidence, shit like that. Got into jujitsu, um, really just built my confidence. And then, uh, over time, um, started like myself a lot better. Uh, started getting into self-improvement. First book I read was rich dad, poor dad. Um, people like to talk shit about it, but it was a good introduction to that kind of world. And then, um, yeah, I got into more self-improvement books, blah, 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 blah. Um, eventually got into crypto and the way to keep up with crypto was Twitter. So at the age of, what was it? Probably like 19 or 20. Um, I was on Twitter, just like obsessed with crypto. I was working my ass off as an electrician, 84 hour weeks, just dumping all my money into crypto in the bear market. Well, everyone was like, what the fuck are you doing? You're like, why are you investing in crypto and all that? Um, but I didn't care because I knew where it was going. Um, so I was obsessed with crypto. But somehow I came across, I think it was Dan Go um, and Life Math Money and... Life Math Money, he's a big kind of platitude account or whatever the hell you want to call him. But he had a course where he was saying, hey, you can make money online by having a Twitter account and writing and it's super easy and all that. So I was like, oh, cool. So I checked it out, bought it for 40 bucks and yeah, I gave it a go. Uh, had the cringiest fucking profile. It was called philosophy of fit or something because it was going to be a philosophy and fitness account and it was anon and it was just super cringe uh, i was just doing the basic shit the platitudes reword the comments and all that and uh yeah i did that for a week and then i just thought to myself this is this is stupid what am i doing yeah. so i bought another course by ed Lattimore. that one was a lot better um that talked about personal brand a little bit and gave me a better direction uh, but long story short, for those next three months, I basically worked on a personal brand, only grew to 750 followers. And at that point, I was I just thought to myself, okay, I'm not really growing that fast. And at the time, I saw a copywriting account grow to like 1000 followers in 30 days. And I just thought to myself, okay, what is he doing? And what am I doing? Remember who and what's the difference? Yeah, it was Copy Nostra. His name's now is now. It used to be Copywriting Don. Uh, really solid dude. I actually hopped on a call with him uh, a few times, and yeah, he's a solid dude. But yeah, basically, I just looked at what he was doing, and it's like, okay, this guy's writing threads. He's providing value, teaching a skill, and he's just super consistent. So I said, screw it. At the time, I was studying web design and all that, and. I just figured, okay, I'll learn copywriting and that'll be a good segue with web design. So uh, I just started studying copywriting and by tweeting about copywriting and what I was learning, it was cementing that into my brain because I was forced to simplify. And yeah, in three days, I grew to a hundred followers, 40 days, it was a thousand and I was like, oh, shit, this stuff works. Like you you just learn stuff, study stuff, uh, apply it, and then teach it through your own lens or teach what you're learning. And since you're providing value, people want to follow you. So that was the biggest 
mindset shift I had, biggest mm-hmm. realization that you have to provide value because before I was just giving my opinion on things and just saying stuff that sounded good, but no one really gives a fuck until you actually give value because that way you're worth something like your opinions worth something. It's, it's kind of like if Naval says drink water, people are like, Oh my God, like this shit's crazy. Bro, because isn't, he's, there like a, isn't there a parody account about Naval? I he, know there's like, it was like, yeah. Like Naval will say like, if you have a business, you have a business and then it'll, it'll just like be like fucking 10,000. Read that again. <laughs> read, yeah. Read that again. Bro. There's so many funny little like Twitter inside jokes that like the reason, like most of my friends these days, like are all fucking Twitter dudes is because like half of my personality is just like funny shit, like funny quirks about like just Twitter, like fucking few. Yeah. 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 And then she was the best man. Hope she can swim. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know if you follow entrepreneur on instagram bro okay i'm gonna send you that after the the podcast it is the fun it's exactly like that humor it just <laughs> makes fun of the like if you're not sunning your balls and taking cold showers every day you're a fucking loser like shit like that yeah, yeah. uh i'll send that you actually do that send your balls. my balls no no but i've i've actually i thought it was a meme for the longest th- time one of my clients actually suns his balls i talked to him I'm like do you actually sun your balls yeah is it the like these, uh, the one that like, you told me about the ball mm, guy no 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 uh, yeah. you know him though i yeah i know you know him. okay so yeah <laughs> but, but uh yeah it's just it's funny there's there's actually a meme but uh, i don't know apparently it boosts testosterone but i mean I'm yeah gonna... bro. I, I think sun in general like because dude okay so you, you kind of see but like right in the back we have like this backyard here there's two chairs out there and um every morning like ben and i will sit outside and just like just like just soak it in bro no sunscreen we're not enjoy yours we just we sit out there and also i heard um if you wear sunglasses your eyes don't detect that it's supposed to protect you from uv rays (laughs) this is just a yeah yeah it's like body produce like bro i don't know man i actually tweeted about this the other day where it's like you get too far down the Twitter rabbit hole and you start drinking breast milk. You start yeah. doing a bunch of from shit. a horse. Yeah, bro. Like taping, like mouth taping, like when yeah. you're sleeping. It's like I'm never doing that. Like, but it's just so fun to watch, to be honest. Yeah, well, it's people they focus on the five percent stuff when they ignore the shit that's going to move the needle. So, sleep, eating right fucking exercise that's gonna get you 95 percent of the gains then these people they're obsessed with these hacks and tips and shit it's like it doesn't matter man just same thing with twitter it's like people are like i need the best profile picture and banner and they neglect content and they're wondering why they're not growing it's 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 funny yeah it's fucking brutal man um no like i really only follow like a, a few people that i like okay what's my i think it's like 200 people that i follow right now and like i think half of them are muted yeah because they're like homies but i just don't want to hear from them yeah um like there's there's so few people that i like actually care to hear about for you like not only are your tweets good but like they're fucking case studies for like what everyone should be doing on twitter like it do you think that like if you went back to zero you had to start a new account with like a new identity um like you'd be able to replicate what you've done yeah i'd do it a lot faster really dude i grew my last client he's at fifty thousand followers in three weeks 
fucked. What? Yeah. So it, it just depends on your niche and your skills and personality. But once you understand what works, it's it's like, okay, you just win the game at that point. At that point, it's just time and money you have to spend. Um, because I won't lie, like I pay for retweets for myself and clients. Um yeah. but uh yeah, it all depends on pretty much time what you know money dude that was the boost that i got when i first started out like i wasn't personally paying for retweets but the guy i was using was yeah. um and like i didn't i didn't even know he was like actually paying them i would just like dm him on telegram <laughs> bro like uh eddie kwan loves my stuff bro he's just recreating everything and so like yeah like a lot of that stuff was like i realized afterwards like oh shit like yeah i guess it was kind of and i felt bad because i like really wanted to be sort of like a completely bootstrapped like no like engagement hacking or like paying for shit but like honestly like if the end goal is to get a message out there like i think i think it's worth it to like give yourself a boost whether it's like organically connecting with people that can actually retweet you because they like you or like just paying for it and just kind of getting it out of the way like I don't know exactly you, it's, you it's the same thing? yeah at, at the start i kind of had that purest view i think it's like oh like should i pay for retweets but i quickly got over that because okay is this an ego thing or am i actually trying to help people it's 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 mainly an ego thing and also you like with a website you wouldn't just write stuff and like hope you get people to click on it like you you need some kind of exposure you need distribution so you can do that with ads or seo stuff like that um so the way i look at it it's like retweets like if your shit's bad it retweets won't help trust me like it won't help at all yeah. but if you got good shit like yeah you should absolutely buy retweets and distribute that because dude you're gonna save so much goddamn money from the time you're gonna save and then the opportunity cost because once you get at a certain point you can sell retweets and then you you can make a full-time living off that. It's crazy. Yeah, bro. There's one dude who was like, he's always kind of been like the top dog in the space. Like there's so many people that were talking about that. I'm just, I don't want to name names, but like, I think it was like a thousand bucks a month for like four retweets or something like that. And you had to like lock in for like contract. Um, so like, yeah, like there are, there are people that can make like some decent money, like just completely like all you gotta do is click a button. Yeah. Um, it's nice. Do you do you think that like a lot of the people that are trying to come up on Twitter right now and like like grow really fast are just like recycling your content? Like oh yeah, dude, hundred percent. They're they're recycling my stuff and the client stuff now. Like the people I ghostwrite for, I see them. They take all the headlines and stuff like that. I mean, it's fine. It's part of the game. Um, but yeah, it's funny as shit. It's when I see like blatant copying. That's when I'm like fuck this guy. Um, I've seen that quite a bit without not even my account, but other accounts too. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, people are screwing themselves over because sure you're getting followers, but the the only route you can go is sell retweets or ghostwriting. And even ghostwriting, you're not even going to do a good job because you're not going to understand the principles of what works. So when some client hits you up like, Oh, I want, business ghostwriting they're like oh well i only know how to do 12 visuals and whatever fucking stuff so uh oh. they screw themselves over that way yeah so it's like whatever it's either a knock of you um dan go or uh jack butcher yeah 
those are like the three archetypes that I see a lot of. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's brutal, bro. But, um, and this sounds like, this sounds like a preloaded question. I don't have any questions prepared. I literally just like wanted to flow with it, but I'm curious about yeah. this. Like who is like, okay. Um, what's like one cool person or one cool experience you've had because of your audience on online? Oh, bro. I, I literally, I moved in with Dan Co for five months, Dan, Dan Co and Devin Campbell, but not many people know Devin. Um, but I, 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 I straight up, I moved countries <laughs> to live with some people I met from Twitter. Yeah. Uh, that was fucking sweet, man. Cause we really vibed and it was, it was an awesome experience. Uh, we, we had a lot of shenanigans and we really connected on a lot of levels and had a lot of crazy moments. Um, yeah, that was really cool. It was really cool. And I, I'm looking forward to doing it again. Um, that's the biggest thing with Twitter is, is connecting with other people. And that also brings back to the people copying. You're not going to connect with people when you're just copying content. You just sound like a robot. Um, it's that personality, the shit posts, the stuff like that, that people are like, oh, I like that guy. He's good shit. It's like you. Like, I really like your shit posts and the content you have where it's you know it's your take it's your voice it's like i love that shit that's so cool or like you post videos and stuff it's like that's that's the stuff i want to do more of because that's human so what i do is it's a hybrid so i do the shit posts and some personal takes uh, but i also do the stuff for engagement the copywriting on the the tweets and stuff like that mm -hmm. uh, but i want to get to a point where it's like i don't feel like i need to grow my account as aggressively and do the engagement stuff it's more of like just personal takes and stuff like that um i think that's really cool but yeah the main thing is just connecting with people and you can land clients or like i'm talking to vcs and like just people i wouldn't have normally just doing whatever it's just yeah. it's crazy yeah bro actually How about you? uh one thing that you mentioned there uh about like your unique style and i appreciate the compliment by the way i, I think mm -hmm. that's um, I think like it's super important to like develop a style within your writing that like people will like, be able to identify you right away, right? Um, and this is like this is a game we play, like me and my friends. Like we'll we'll like make everyone else like put their phone away, and we'll just like go through and just read tweets, and you have to guess that tweeter. And so like sometimes it'll be like I don't know some like weird spin on like a like a platitude kind of thing, and everyone's like, all right, that's J.K. Or it's like, or it's like out here walking in the sun, quirked up, full mass, and everyone's like, okay, that's log fits. You know what I mean? Like you can just tell right away like who is who. And I think that's the coolest thing about this platform, where it's like, you, yeah, it's like an imprint. Even though it's only words, like you could take the picture and the name away, and you'd know who it is instantly. Yeah. So I think that's cool. But I mean, dude, like same thing, like same as you, where it's like, um, the connections I've made like just not even like business stuff like that's cool too and i think that's that's kind of been like interesting but like just the friends that i've made along the way um like that has been like by far like the most impactful because like my life was like mad boring like about a year and a bit ago like i didn't know anybody really in the business world and i wasn't really trying to like wasn't trying to make a ton of friends but like with, when you're on twitter and you're all kind of like shit posting and just like having a good time like you just make friends organically like people just see your stuff you connect you reach out 
you meet up. Like that's how we met you guys, me and Harry. Like we went over dinner in Austin. That's how like we we all got connected with like the Miami boys down here. Like, dude, there's just there's so much. And it's like it makes you feel like you're um like there's more than just you who's kind of on the same mission. Cause like when you were in like the electrician phase of your career, you're probably thinking like, fuck, like, is there anybody who, who's like me that I can connect with that like is doing what I want to do or so? Yeah, man, it's really a trip. I'm super grateful for it. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how much can change in a year. Cause like you said, like, man, me year and a half ago, just completely didn't know what the fuck was going on. And then I'm just seeing all these young dudes winning or posting their thoughts on stuff. And then you kind of brainwash yourself into thinking that way. And you got to, that's where you got to be careful too. like mute accounts that are talking weird shit and stuff like that. But I mean, if you choose the right people, yeah, it's super powerful. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's really, it's cool. Yeah, just what, what, chamber if you don't if you don't control it. But oh yeah, man. <laughs> everyone's sunning their balls and taking cold showers and rubbing each other with beef tallow or some shit. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, man. Dude, what was it like when you quit your job? Like, how was that? That was uh, yeah, that was that was that was cool. I mean, I did it multiple times because <laughs> I. I mean, I had, I made so much money from crypto where I was just working a job just to kind of uh, keep cash flow coming in. So um, the first time was at Domino's. I was just doing delivery because I was going to college at the time and I just wanted something where I could listen to podcasts and educate myself while at work. Mm. Um, but after I got sick of it, I'm like, fuck this. So I just decided like, yeah, I'm not going to do this anymore and just quit. Um, dropped out of school because school was teaching some PC bullshit where uh just like gender studies kind of shit where they make you take classes and then um so that was like a liberating feeling like i don't give a fuck like fuck this i'm going all in on business like i'm just gonna spend all my time on this it's really liberating and then the second time i was doing security um i got let go because of covid because all that shit was going on or like i don't know some stupid shit and they asked me to come back like two weeks later i just like no i'm good i'm just gonna do this online business shit um but yeah it is it uh it's pretty empowering because it's just you're taking full responsibility for your actions and you are the only bottleneck for your growth mm-hmm. so yeah I, re- I really liked it and uh yeah i mean at times it was like oh fuck like is this gonna work but i mean you get some small wins you build your confidence and over time you're like fuck yeah i love this shit like you just don't go back at a certain point you just reach a point where you trust yourself and you know you can you understand marketing to a certain degree and copywriting and all these skills where you know you'll just never go back to a job because you just have these skills uh so it's really cool like the the amount of dopamine i got from getting my first reply for one of my cold emails and it wasn't even a nice reply the guy said like how did you even find my email address he said something like that and I was just like, I remember texting like my little brother and my girl and my mom. And I was like, bro, I just got a reply on one of these cold emails. And I've never felt like that about any job that I've ever done. And it's like, if that's like the the spike that I get just from like basically getting rejected in the cold email, but just getting a reply, like why the fuck would I do anything else? Like there's just nothing that drives you as much as like you being fully responsible for like the growth of whatever you're doing. 
right? Like I, you can work as hard as you want at any job as long as like, you're not like some like sales guy or something like that. But like most of the jobs that I've had working in a restaurant or working in a warehouse or something like that, like you can work faster, you can work harder. It's like, you're not going to make more money. Like you're not getting, no, nothing's going to happen. So yeah. yeah, man, it's, it's, it's definitely, yeah, you're right. It's liberating. Um, How'd you get into copy? Oh, uh, mine was like, mine was a bit of a longer story. It was like I, December, 2018. Um, I like discovered it on Twitter. I was just like, I was on like political Twitter at the time. I don't know how it like crossed over. I actually like, there's one person who I think might've like put it on the timeline. It was like one of these like communist dudes. Um, and so I don't even know why he just like between like a thread about marketing. It's super weird. And that was from Nate Schmidt. So I followed him and I followed a bunch of other people and then I bought a course in the summer and then uh, never really did anything with it until like later on in the year. And I was just like writing like Craigslist ads for like my friends and shit like that. <laughs> um, like the first ever, like the first ever like ad I ever wrote, it was like for this, my buddy's car. It was just like a regular ass car, but it had a turbo in it. Um, and so like, he was just like selling it the wrong way. He wanted to get rid of it so he could buy something else. And like, no one cared about the ad. And he kept dropping the price and dropping the price. And I was like, dude, okay, like, we're going to fix this. Like, you're going to put the price back up to where it was at, like, I think it was like five or six K instead of like two K. Cause like, you're like ridiculous. Like if nobody wants it, like making it cheaper, isn't going to help. And so we just like changed the ad, uh, the description where it was like, instead of like, um, you know, listing the kilometers and like how much damage it has on it. Like, you're going to talk about like what, so like it, because it had a turbo and it's a Volkswagen something we're going to talk about how like this car, even though it's like a 2006, whatever could like dust any, like any of your rich friends, parents, Audis that like they're racing against. And like, it got like, it got like 20 requests in like the first day. So like, that was like, okay, I get it now. Like, I understand like how this works. And then I started freelancing when COVID hit. Um, I started doing like a bunch of random shit. Like you ever been on that website, like writers.work? No. Oh, all my friends that are like trying to get into freelancing, keep like, sending me the link and they're like, yo, is this a good site? And I'm like, no, <laughs> it's a fucking job board that you pay to, to scroll. It's ridiculous. Like it's, it's so dumb. So like I was on there and I found like this, this, I've submitted so many fucking proposals and cover letters and resumes and stuff like that. And I didn't even have a resume. Like I was putting like Eastside Mario's server customer <laughs> service, like on my writing resume and no one knew nobody wanted me. Um, and then, uh, yeah, eventually I got like lucky with this like one like music blog thing. Never got paid for that. And then I was like, okay, I'm fucking, I'm just gonna start sending cold emails. And I just like started ripping them like manually. Um, still didn't really have an offer. I was just like, just hire me, I'll do anything kind of thing. <laughs> and then um and then I got a job with Chase, and then I got a job with a couple other brands at the same time. And like I went from having like zero clients to like two within a couple of days, and then like three, and I just like kept like kind of stacking it. It was the best, bro. Like I remember like that summer, like summer 2020, when I was like actually making like a full-time income from copywriting, which like at the time I think was really only like five or six K a month. But like, to me, that was like fucking insane because I never thought I was going to make more than that, like in my science degree. So yeah, um, dude, yeah, that's a, that's what I thought with this online space a little bit was it's like, oh, 10 K a month. That's crazy. Like that's the, that's the goal. And then I heard Dan Coe, he did it a 50K month or something. I was like, what the fuck? Like my whole paradigm of reality shifted of what was possible. And then, yeah, it was, it was it's just crazy what's out there, man. And then you hear people doing 
one mil a month and just it's you just you're like oh shit like this is possible but you have to see it you have to see someone else do it to kind of have it register in your mind because i guarantee when i when i told my father what i did like one of the months he's like what the fuck like he just honestly didn't believe it like it was just crazy it's just yeah it's just crazy once you shatter those paradigms and then you realize like oh okay like this is all possible like 50k 100k plus it's nuts yeah the one thing i've also noticed too and i'm wondering if you've kind of had the same thing where it's like when you're at the like 10 15 20 mark like you still you're you're at a point where like you're making more than like regular people so you feel like you're competing with them so you feel like you're doing great because it's like mm-hmm. oh, you're 24 yeah so everybody that you graduated with probably not making anywhere near that like nobody's making 20k a month at 24 no. like a regular ass job so it's like oh yeah. I'm crushing these people but like when you look when you get past that point you start swimming in like a different pool where it's like the competition that like your competition is no longer the people that you graduated with it's the people that like are actually killing it like yeah. one one of one of our friends down in austin like ben smith like he's like not that much older than us and his, he's just like just so far ahead of everybody and you're like okay that's who i'm competing with i'm not competing yeah. with joe blow who fucking graduated poli sci class of 2021 you know yeah I mean? i'm a shit yeah yeah, yeah so like ben. that's when you start to feel insecure where it's like even if you're making double the money you were making when you were like at 20 like if you go from like 20 to 40 at 40 you feel poor because it's like well now i have a business and now i'm competing with other business owners and they're lapping me and you don't yeah. even feel like you have a business until you're at like a million a year yeah it's a it's a fucked up feeling like sometimes i catch myself like oh like i should be doing more and and then yeah getting caught up in this thought process but like at the end of the day it's it's kind of like that golden handcuffs thing, man. It's like, there's always going to be someone doing 10 X better than you and all that shit. And then at the end of the day, like what I really want, I just want to create content and just have a lifestyle where I don't feel like I need more, where I can like, sure, go out and like, travel, do whatever. But yeah, it's, it's a, it's a crazy game, especially on Twitter. Cause everyone's just killing it. And then you're just, you, you get in this like rush, like, okay, I got to hit, 200k months man like what the fuck and it's just crazy and then that's when you find yourself working all the time it's why am i doing this it's yeah yeah dude i go through these phases where it's like sometimes i'm like super obsessed where it's like i have to hit these numbers and i I will do everything like i'll work 12 hours a day to make sure i do and then i'll like go and coast for a little bit and after coasting long enough i just kind of like detach a little bit i'm like well fuck like i'm in florida right now like i might as well chill yeah like yeah so like it's it's weird where it's like you work in these seasons and again this is also something that like most people can't relate to because like you only do this if you're in business for yourself but you're you you go through like a month or two of like just going super super hard that was like may to like end of june or beginning of july for me and then um end of july to like now just like super chill (laughs) because i was in greece and now i'm here it's just like i don't know i'm just like it's a it's a thinking period where it's not like I'm not working. I'm just like thinking mm-hmm. about like sort of the vision of like where are we gonna go? Uh, but it's less like inside the business type work. Do you kind of go through the same thing? I mean, right now, like you just launched Growth Go, so you're probably like are you No, feeling- I've had that since November. That was I've had that since the beginning. I just haven't promoted it. Like I uh-huh. literally haven't I have not once on the timeline have I promoted. Um I just created the the Twitter account just to because I get so much social proof. 
And I, I hate updating the website every time. It's a pain in the ass. So I'm just sharing all the social proof on Twitter now. Um, but yeah, I've had that since November. So that's funny. It, that, see, that's why I need to bring more awareness to it. Because I, I have bigger plans for Growth Ghost too. Um, because right now it's just ghostwriting. But I want, what I've been working on lately is um, automating my agency. So I have Joey, uh, Joey Justice. Yeah. I hired. Yeah. Yeah. So he's managing my writers right now and I'm building out systems for him just to, so he can take over my place, do everything I do. Cause I just don't want to, I just don't want to touch it. Like I don't, I don't give a fuck at this point. Um, so, <laughs> so I can land clients easy. I can make sure shit gets delivered with my systems and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I just want to have it where he can take over and do everything. I don't have to come in and touch anything. And that's what I've been working on for the past two months. Um, just automating. It's just been crazy with the client load I have right now, mm. but we're slowly getting shit together. Um, but your uh, offer is fucked. Me and Ben, I know talking about your <laughs> offer. But what is it? It's like uh, 50,000 followers within a, a month, 60 days, 60 days, or we work for free until you do. Plus get you 10,000 extra followers for free. <laughs> yeah. Oh my it's God. That's insane. Yeah. Bro. I can't imagine anyone who wouldn't <laughs> want to do that. Yeah, well, I kept, I kept having people copy my offer because I've had people copy my my name. One guy had a website called Phantom Growth, and he copied the whole landing page, the <laughs> copy on it, too. <laughs> it was the funniest shit. And uh, people copied my offer. They literally copied the copy on my landing page, word for word. Um, I just got sick of it. So I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to create an offer so crazy people can't replicate it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, That's now wild. I just... Yeah, now, now I got a crazy fucking offer. And, Dude, I uh, actually, I actually had a kid. Um, so this is months ago inside Cashflow Syndicate. I wanted an intern, and so I said, like, if you want to be like an intern and it'll like and grow into like a paid position, DM me and like submit something. There were two finalists, and I was gonna hire them both. Um, shout out Pierce, he was number one like by far. There was another another kid uh, who was like number two, um, and like. I had like kind of audited him and gone through everything and he was at the final stages and I was like gonna bring him on. And then I went to his website and his bio and I realized like every single word on his website was the same as cardinalcopy.co, which is a website right. I don't use anymore. Um, like it's just the exact same shit. And I was like, yeah. you gotta be fucking kidding me. And so I texted this guy, I was like, bro, are you fucked? Like you just copied my entire shit and you're using my copy to get clients for yourself. And it was just like, it was insane. And so I was, and he was like, so I'm guessing this is not gonna work. I'm like, yeah, no, it's not. You're a smart but, one. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like he's a nice dude. And you know, it's so funny. He's actually a ghostwriter now. So he started off as an email marketer and now he's a ghostwriter. And he gets like Damn, one, one like per tweet. It's crazy. Oh my God. I, uh, I had the same thing happen actually. This was like two weeks ago or three weeks ago. I hired a kid on Twitter that I really liked and I thought he was doing good shit. And I was like, Hey, yeah, you want to be a thread writer for me? He's like, yeah, yeah, cool. So yeah, he's writing threads for me. And I noticed, uh, well, Joey brought it up that this kid was like copying some of his tweets. So I was like, let me check this out. So I scroll in his timeline and yeah, I sure he was copying Joey's stuff, but I recognized some of the tweets. Hey, I fucking wrote those. He's like word for word, like copying my tweets. Um, so I, I talked to him because this kid's young. So I talked to him and I was just like, hey, man, like I know you're young and 
you're still trying to figure out what you're trying to do on Twitter and stuff. But I've noticed you've been kind of copying my stuff. And I mean, that's not cool because I mean, I've spent a lot of hours working on my stuff. And I mean, it took me a long time to master this. And then seeing you come in, just copy paste and then post as your own. It's like, it doesn't feel good. Like, it's not cool, man. And I understand you're 16, but I mean, like, you got to learn, like, this isn't, if you're trying to do this long term, you're going to get found out and you're going to get called out on the timeline probably by someone. Uh, I'm not going to do it, but I mean, I just want to give you a warning, man. Like, don't, don't do it. You're so nice, by the way, bro. Like, that's the nicest way. I'll cut this out. No one's going to hear this, but was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, he, and he copied someone's uh, lead magnet. It was the. I saw that too. Dude, that was fucking crazy. That was funny because the day, the morning I told him about, they gave him that warning. I didn't realize, but yeah, he, that was the same morning he launched that, that lead magnet as his own. And I just couldn't believe it after he got called out on the fucking time, like, right, like a few hours after I gave him that warning. I just thought it was the funniest shit. And I was like, dude, you're a fucking idiot. Like, what are you doing? Um, and then it's stupid me. I gave him another chance. And I was like, okay, like, just like, don't do this shit. And then, like a week later, he's copying my friend's bio and like still copying tweets and shit. So I just told him, I just blocked him on everything. And then he messaged me on Telegram. So why'd you block me? Just, what do you think, bro? And, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he's actually one of those. It took me back to like 2020 Twitter days. I don't know if you were on at the time and like money no. Twitter. So crypto. Only a little bit. Yeah. Back in the day, bro, there used to be people who would grow their Twitter account and their whole thing would be about how they grew their Twitter account. Yeah. And it would be like, <laughs> <laughs> like their entire personality would be like i gained two thousand followers in 60 days or something like that and like yeah it was the weirdest shit ever and like his thing is like i have uh you know instagram with this many followers and twitter with this many followers and whatever whatever and it's like man and like yo it's i don't even think it's a youth thing because there are some young killers that i actually like really fuck with like uh i think his name is gavin you know who Gavin is, the the TikTok kid? He doesn't make TikToks, but he does like breakdowns. He's like a content guy. Oh, no. I'm going to have him on soon. And he's like 15 or something like that. And like, he's just a killer, bro. And yeah. like, and he's going at it with the right mindset where it's just, instead of like working to like earn, he's like working to learn. And he's like, he's doing a ton of stuff just to like get really good at his craft and just like, um, yeah, like reading and studying like guys like you probably but he's not like ripping your shit off. Yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Like that's not how you build relationships. So it's like, that really is like a, a red flag. I see that a yeah. lot. Yeah. It's, it's, it's shitty. Cause I mean, I, I mean, do it once. Yeah. Shame on you. It's, it's or shame on, I don't know who the fuck to shame on, but <laughs> you do it once. It's understandable. <laughs> yeah, you're young. yeah. It's like, you're, it's understandable. You don't know what the fuck's going on. You're trying to find your way. You see all these people you look up to. It's like, you, it's like, Oh, I'm just going to like try to like, imitate this and you copy it more than you mean to it's like i did this um uh the other day i didn't actually didn't realize it but uh in the early on i would like look at mark manson stuff and uh i guess i copied one of his tweets like like not full on like word for word but like i copied it pretty similar and i i didn't realize but i've been like reusing it over the past year i used on instagram post the other the other day and i got like twenty thousand likes on the carousel and then I realized people are like calling, like three people call me. I was like, oh, this is Mark Manson shit. So I like kind of Googled around. I was like, oh, fuck. Like I totally like ripped this off of Mark Manson because yeah. I've been using it since like a year and a half ago or something. I just 
didn't realize like oh fuck so i deleted the post and it just felt really shitty but um yeah like i mean it's it's understandable in the beginning but like if you have people telling you like hey man like don't copy this is why it's like you should probably give your head a shake and like stop um but (laughs) yeah bro that's brutal it's it's, it's crazy Uh, instagram like you fucking popped on instagram i didn't even see that i just like i knew you like tweeted one day like oh i'm starting instagram and i was like oh it's cool when i get home i'll fucking go on instagram follow him and then like i forgot about it and then like three days later you're at 100k happened? like how is that possible dude i don't even understand but uh shout out to dan dan co because he gave me the strategy and uh he helped me a shit ton he was the whole reason like i popped off but Mm -hmm. um he paved the way with his strategy and then i just followed it um and yeah it fucking worked um but yeah i just pretty much took validated content from twitter i knew worked and i just put on instagram and then since instagram has i think they're really trying to compete with tiktok so they're like helping people go viral early on Mm -hmm. uh so i think that helped a lot and just knowing how to write that's the biggest asset like people sleep on how to write like how to write hooks what subjects to write about um how to write concise simple copy that was huge for my growth and then yeah i'm I'm honestly like shocked i grew so fucking much um in that time span i think it was like 180,000 in 60 days or 55 days or something stupid stupid um but yeah instagram's wild man i think you should repurpose shit on there you do well I plan, I have, I'm squatting my own username. Dude, someone stole Cardinal Mason on, on Instagram and they're not even using it. Like, I don't, also, someone has cardinalmason.com. Dude, <laughs> I fucked up. What the fuck? Yeah. That's such an obscure kind of weird. Is That's not a reference to anything, is it? Like, it's No, just, bro, I'm the one and only. And people are just what like, the fuck? yeah, dude, it's so weird. Um, okay, here's a question. Do you feel famous? Do people like recognize you ever? Dude. That's just crazy. I had it twice at a coffee shop in Austin where people recognized me. Really? I was just, what the? I don't know who these people are. It was fucking weird, man. Um, so, yeah, Dan Coe's had it a few times, too, at a coffee shop, and we're out at the bar. So it's just, yeah, it's kind of crazy, surreal to have that happen. Um, people back home now treat me different. A lot of them are kissing ass on Instagram and shit. Um, <laughs> in other words, put me on, bro yeah it's yeah yeah i literally had a, i had someone ask me hey you give me a shout out and all that it's like fuck off dude like yeah. whatever um but yeah it's it's weird i don't feel famous but i feel more known um yeah but yeah it's, it's a bit weird because i put a lot of my public life out on there and, and it's weird that people i know see it and mm-hmm. it's just interesting but yeah yeah it's gonna be weird i know like when you get to zuby or naval status it's gonna be kind of weird i like my privacy but i mean this is all part of the game too so yeah i know it's not going to be ideal at a certain point but i mean whatever yeah you have to decide from day one whether or not you want to be famous um yeah and like i've decided like that is something i'm comfortable with and that's something i can manage mm-hmm. and um i think the danger is like when you're famous but you don't have any money so like you don't have enough resources to like protect yourself if something like goes wrong or like if you, yeah, because like if you are famous, you're going to need to buy more privacy. So it's very important that like if you ever need to roll with security, like you can pay the two hundred dollar an hour fee that they're going to charge you, 
uh, which like hopefully that's not anywhere near soon for us. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it, it could be a possibility, but like you literally never know. Um, so I'm gonna hire Fitz. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. I'm just getting an army of body optic kids that are just walking yeah. behind you. <laughs> for real. Um, no, but it's it's uh it's actually kind of crazy to think about where it's like you used to you kind of like i don't know about you but when i was younger i used to like look at famous people and i'd be like yeah they, they're just they were always there like they were always at that level like i've never seen someone kind of like go from zero to actually having an audience and having people who know them but like now like i've i've seen a lot of people like you included where it's like i've seen the come up and it's like oh that's how someone gets famous like yeah. you see the trajectory yeah um so it is kind of cool what what is your plan to get to like zuby status uh, just show a ton more threads. Like right now I've eased up because I'm writing so much for my clients, but yeah, I'm just going to write threads. I'm going to pay for retweets and I'm going to produce a shit ton of content that bangs. I know it works. So it's just literally just executing. Um, but yeah, the, like the main thing is I want to, before I do that, I want to build out the cohort because I want to help other people grow like do it done with you but with growth ghosts so mm -hmm. instead of me doing it like i'm going to show people my methods um so i'd rather get to a point where i have all the curriculum in place which i'm working on now and show people how to grow their twitter and all that and the psychology behind good writing i think that's going to be like a big staple is like how to write how i think of writing how i write copy hooks shit like that um, cause that's when I want to be, I want that to be my big focus because I want, at the end of the day, I just want to produce content and have something where I can funnel people in and get paid just to teach what I know instead of doing it for people. Right. That way I just leverage my audience and I have way more time and it feels a lot better too, because I know I'm helping business owners, entrepreneurs, uh, people that have these that want to escape the rat race for themselves and live life on their terms mm -hmm. and building an audience and learning to write is a huge part of that um, big asset for that so that's something that's i want to do and then once i have that locked in place that's when you're going to see me all over on the timeline like threads every day i'm gonna i'm pretty sure i could grow like 100k in 30 to 60 days if i really went like hard as fuck um I think at that point I'll just have crazy momentum and then I can kind of reach that Zuby status within like two, two years or something. If I just go fucking nuts, but so yeah, right now writing pardon is your niche like writing or is it like personal development kind of stuff? Um, mine is like a mix. It's like, I got the personal brand, but yeah, my niche is writing. So like, uh, that's why I try to do writing tips every day on the timeline. Um, I throw some marketing stuff in marketing's mainly on my newsletter, like how do I market or like sales and all that shit. Um, but yeah, like mine's like marketing, writing, personal brand. And that's, that's about it. I mean, I shit post too, but you have yeah. like personal brands that you kind of look up to, whether it's like on Twitter, Instagram or YouTube or TikTok or whatever. Yeah. I, I really like Dan. Uh, I definitely have a different style than Dan. Uh, because I'm more like shit posts, like whatever. Uh, but I really like Dan. Uh, he's very aesthetic, very concise with his words. Um, I think of someone else, but 
I mean, there's different elements of other people. Like I really like your personal takes. So like that element, uh, David Mendez as well. He's the best. Um, yeah, he, he's got just good vibes, bro. Yeah. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, not anyone I want to be like hundred percent, but there's different elements of different people I really love. And I just want to incorporate that into my own collaboration or whatever the fuck I am. And uh, just be one of a kind. Because at the end of the day, you can't exceed someone that is 100% them because they're them. You'll never be better version of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah. How about you? I don't know, man. I like, I'm, I'm kind of like, I really want to move to YouTube. So like Twitter is cool. And I, I like Twitter and I don't, I kind of really just like tweet what I think. I don't look up to anyone in any particular way. Um, when I started, I definitely had influences like Nate Schmidt was definitely one. Cause it's like, he had a way of like talking about business and talking about like tactical stuff without being like corny or lame. And I really admired that because I, I try and do the same thing now where it's like, if I ever do give business advice, it's never going to be like the white bread style. Like it's going to have some personality kind of baked inside of it. Um, but like in terms of, uh, I think what I want to do with, with like YouTube or content just in general, like I just want to be everywhere, bro. Like I, and I think like YouTube is sort of like when you hit like real influencer status, like Twitter is just like a supplementary vein of yeah. like what you could be producing. I feel like YouTube is like kind of still number one. TikTok is number two, maybe Instagram is number three and then Twitter is number four. I feel like that's the last place that someone would look for like an influencer or celebrity. Yeah. Um, even though those followers are really valuable because they're super engaged, I just think it's like, I don't know, it's just not as mainstream as like YouTube or TikTok or Instagram because it's visual. Like people love watching shit. Like you and I, like we're, we like to read stuff because we like to like create our own content. But like, I think most people would rather watch something or listen to something. Yeah. And I think those are the mediums to kind of go for. And I talked about this before. I really admire like Sebastian Georgiou and Iman Godzi, the way that they've done it, where it's like they have like 20% lifestyle, like 80% kind of tactical when they start. And then as they evolve, it's like 50-50 lifestyle tactical. Um, and I think that would be cool, especially like in the next like three to four years, like who knows, maybe I'll have a fucking super cool life and I'll be driving supercars through Bucharest, Romania or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> who knows, yeah you got bro. a videographer following you around and shit. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, like Luke, like Luke is actually a good example. Like I feel like Luke, Luke Alexander should definitely be bigger than he is. Um, and like, no offense, Luke, but I think, I think I dust him in terms of content. Yeah, I know he's listening to this. He would dust anybody in terms of like actual business. Cause like, he's just, he works way harder than everybody. But I think like, I don't know, man, I've like, I've been writing and like producing stuff since I was like a child. Like, this is always been my thing. It's kind of weird how it's come full circle. Like I've talked to those before, like I was writing like short stories like characters in it like when i was four yeah i was making like short films when i was eight or nine so it's just like i don't know it's i finally found a way to like bring that to the forefront and make it like a relevant thing like most people don't know how to like monetize something like that um and it's sort of like a lifelong journey but i think yeah i think that's kind of like the the long-term goal for sure because i have no idea what business i'm going to be running in 10 years but i know the personal brand is always a constant yeah yeah, yeah. so is is that so you have the the community right now so is that the more midterm thing or do you have longer term plans for that or what's your like one year two year plan oh for cashless syndicate yeah 
Oh, Cashless Syndicate is going to be around forever, I think. Okay. And like, we're still, I think like, we're not even marketing it as well as we should be. Um, like right now, it's still very much like, for David, it's like priority number one. For me, like I'm trying to get there as much as I possibly can. Um, and like, we spend most of our time in the community actually like answering stuff and answering DMs and making videos and stuff. But in terms of like distribution, like it's, it's harder than it looks. Yeah. It's a lot of competition. Um, but I mean, yeah, like one day I want there to be like fucking 20,000 people in there. Yeah. Um, I just want it to be sort of like a hub for all people that are doing like kind of what I did. And that's really the USP is just like how to do what I did in 2020. But now mm. with like everything that I know um, and like do like, I don't know. You all, I also have like crazy imposter syndrome with it too, where it's like, does this shit actually work? Like, did I put enough in there? And I need like validation from like kids who are like 17 or 18, where it's like they come in doing nothing, then they go through all, all our course content. And like two weeks later, they come out and they're like, oh yeah, I just signed two clients and now I'm making like 5K a month. Like that's the only way that I can know that we did a good job. And so like, we're just trying to get more of those. Um, but I mean, yeah, like we're, we're developing some stuff to like kind of put it mass market now. Like everything we've done right up until now has been organic, which like, um, I think we've done pretty well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, like now it's time to spread the word. And also like, um, I have the, the copywriting course coming with Chase. Like, I, I don't know when people are going to listen to this, but I announced it like this morning, um, which like is going to be super sick. And so that's just like another thing to add to like how to do what I did. Like, bro, the, mm-hmm. that's, that's really like my theme where it's like, I, I genuinely think that like, I, I, I can't believe how shitty my life was before I like found everything that I'd found. And I'm just trying to make like an army of me's so that they can have the same like transformation because I, I just think it's super powerful. Um, so yeah, man, that's the mission behind all this stuff. Like that's, that's really what it comes down to at the end of the day. That's so cool, man. It, especially when you, you see your clients or people in your community get results. It's, I actually had a, um, a client I trained with ghostwriting today. He says, because I referred some people to him. Uh, but if he lands these next two people, he's at 20K a month within two months. And he's like, his whole whole life's changed. Man. It's fucking nuts. Like he's a college professor, like 28 or something. And then he like in two months, he's he's literally like 5X, 6X or 10, I think maybe even 10X his income. And it's just, it's just nuts how life-changing this space is. I mean, like for you, you transformed your life. I transformed my life. And then it's, it's kind of like an MLM in a sense, but it, like a positive way where you're just like changing everyone else's lives. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, bro. And I, I do think like, I actually had a tweet, but I drafted it cause I thought it was dumb. I couldn't word it properly. I couldn't think of the way to like the best way to put it. Um, but like, do, are you a Joe Rogan guy? Do you like Joe Rogan? Oh yeah. That was the same yeah, yesterday. Okay. You know how like, you know how like um he's sort of like top dog and like all of the people that he graduated with like from the comedy seller with comedy store in la in the 90s like back in the day like all like the og comics like him mm-hmm. bobby lee fucking burt kreischer bilber all these guys right that's like the ogs and they've given birth to this like new era of comedy where it's like now that's the reason you have like andrew schultz and like sam uh sam Marill, i think his name is like all those new dudes who are just like killing it like, I just, I think that there's definitely like a, you have to have a group of people who like break through the mold. And I think like, I don't know if we're G1, we might be like the second or maybe third generation. Cause there were people that were doing dropshipping and stuff like back in like 2012. So like, we're kind of late to the game. 
But when yeah. you think about like all the people out there that still have no idea that any of this is even a thing, like we're early as fuck. And I think it is our job to sort of distribute that message. And like, it just snowballs. Like our work is not done, bro. We've got years to go until we have, in, instead of you having, you know, what are you at? Like 115K today? Yeah, yeah. Because I just checked. <laughs> yeah, like, probably pretty accurate. Yeah, it was like surprisingly accurate. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm probably at like, what, 27,868 or something like that? Yeah. Give or take two. Because um, I check every day. Um, like, dude, like we should be 10 or 20 or 50x like where we're at now. And like the message will just be that much stronger. And we'll just like keep influencing like the next generation, the next, and just keeps rolling. Cause like at, at some point, I think they've all talked about this actually on Joe Rogan, like there's going to be an economy where everyone sort of reclaims their leverage. Mm -hmm. um, so like, even if you are working in an agency, like I have a, I have a comp package set up for everybody who's like not a freelancer who like is in house with me where it's like, they do get upside based on like deals they bring. And so like, I want them to be making fucking like mid six figures a year, like next year too. And like, I don't think that's that hard. I think it's, it's extremely possible if they like, just do what the SOP says. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, I think like there, there, there's going to be a world where like, instead of like, we are the 1%, like, uh, there, like 30% of people are like kind of living in this bubble where it's like McDonald's is going to have to pay fucking 30 bucks an hour if they want to. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. And our big yeah. Mac are going to cost like $60, but that's fine because we would make so much money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. It's weird, man. It's weird to I, think about where this is going to go. Do you have any predictions about the next like five years of like money, Twitter, personal development stuff? Yeah. Um, so right, right now it's interesting. I've thought about this a lot for the past few months where we are, it's crazy to think because social media is, it feels like it's been around forever, but it really is new. Like, 2008 or 2006 facebook came around so yeah. in a sense we are like first pretty much generation that's actually making a living from social media and shit like that mm -hmm. um and leveraging it it's just crazy to think like 40 30 years 20 years down the line we're all gonna be like oh yeah like cold email wizard and like Harvard mason like yeah i know those guys like it's just crazy it's 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 cool kind of how uh hormozy and russell brunson all of them like they knew each other or say Dan Kennedy and whoever the hell else. Um, it's just cool to think like th this is we're in the golden years right now of what we're all doing. But yeah, and right now it's just crazy to see because I believe it was right when I, whenever COVID was 2020, I guess. Yeah, I, I was a little bit on money Twitter and it was just seeing how much it's changed since then. It's It's really crazy because it's a lot more commercialized. Like, cookie cutter content threads and shit like that and i know i do i do a lot of that as well um but it's just it's crazy how much it's changed and it, i it seems like it's going a lot more commercialized route like these 10 productivity tools should be illegal to know about like shit like that it just seems <laughs> like it's like a lot of it's going in that direction it's all the same shit just repackaged yeah um, so i i i hope that kind of breaks but i i feel like it's just going to keep going on for the next few years or probably forever because that's just how it goes um but yeah i don't know i think the real ones like real people will be able to spot real people mm -hmm. and follow them and kind of have that but uh 
yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to come up and they're going to grow to like millions of followers, but they're just going to have cookie cutter content with no substance behind them. Where they're gonna, it's going to be like, I grew my account in to whatever in 60 days, like here's how you can do it too. And then they'll sell courses on that. And that's what they'll just be. They'll just be a commodity. But mm -hmm. I think for people like yourself, where you're actually building a community and you have substance and sure, maybe you're not growing by tens of thousands of followers a month, but I think you're going to do a lot better because you're playing the long-term game and you're actually, you have a personality that people connect with and you have content that's valuable. So I think people are going to, you're going to have a more quality audience, I think, opposed to just like quantity, like these people that are just like pumping out fucking, if you want to be disciplined, read this or shit like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think there'll be a divergence, but I think there's a that's, right way to go. That's my play right now where it's like at the beginning, like I, so I went through a phase where it was like, I think December to like May. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Like not your growth, but it was like, four or 5,000 followers a month. Like it was pretty fast. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I realized that like, I was getting a lot of people that like, didn't really know me. It was just like people who cared about copywriting. And so mm -hmm. like my play now is like, I've sort of ignored a lot of like the more tactical stuff. And like, I'm trying to just create fans of Cardinal Mason and just seeing like who vibes with it. So any new follower that I get now is honestly, they're, they're following me because they think I'm cool. Yeah. And so like, that's, I, and growth is way slower because like those people are harder to find. Like every time I get a new follower, I know that it's like, okay, that person, like we'd probably get along. Like if we met yeah. someone, Michelle, it's probably like, we'd probably have a good conversation. So like, yeah, there's definitely like a, a line you have to walk where it's like, do you want to have, you know, a hundred thousand followers of people that like, don't really like care like, where it's like, yeah, like, whoa, what's that one dude? There's like one dude that I keep seeing all over the place where it's like 10 signs to figure out if this girl's a hoe kind of like that. <laughs> Oh, and then there's like, and then there's people who are like legit, like you feel like you know them. So I don't know. Yeah. It's just a weird thing. And there's not, there's not a real playbook on social media. Like I tweeted about this mm -hmm. too. It's like, nobody knows how to fucking go viral on TikTok. Like they think they do, but they don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's you, it's um, luck plus, plus a little bit of preparation. Like you need to like have good content, but also like I've had a lot of like awesome videos that fucking flopped and nobody wants to watch. Mm -hmm. so, whatever. You know what I mean? So like, you're right. I think in 20 years, like it's going to be really interesting to see like how this unfolds. Like, I'm Especially since it's, it's all documented too. Like your grandkids are going to be able to go back and like, oh, look at it. It's grandpa's first tweet or some shit grandpa like that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Like you, we, we're going to have generations of influencers. Like there are lawyers, doctors, shit like that. And that's just crazy to me. Yeah. Because especially because you could grow your kids so easy. Like, oh, here's a retweet fucking gain a thousand followers or whatever like it's just like people are just gonna win the game at some point like where we have mega corporations it's just gonna be mega influencers where it's just they're just gonna like grow other influencers and then it's, it's gonna be fucking crazy dude like there's already people doing that with twitter accounts where they're they grew one twitter account now they're growing another platitude twitter account now they're doing another i know a guy making 30k a month doing that that lives in iran and he just has these like random like platitude twitter accounts saying the same shit and it's just wow. fucking nuts dude that is wild bro it's gonna be so funny when people like when kids rebel 20 years from now and it's like mom i don't want to be an influencer i want to be, <laughs> i want to be a lawyer i want to go to law school and they're like no like we sent you this instagram account like, you've had this instagram account since you were a baby mom i want to go to college get my fucking law degree 
<laughs> that's so true man <laughs> yeah, people like document their whole lives like god man it's fucking crazy like i i'm this is something i'm just trying to get used to is documenting more on instagram and it's not because i really want to but it's more like there's business aspects and shit like audience building aspects to it but it's it's weird that people's whole lives are gonna be documented on social media what they do and uh all that you ever gonna write a book yes i am i am i am um not anytime soon but i want to yeah, I want to write a book just on my story, what I've been through, and more so for myself than anyone else. But um, yeah, I, I would do. I mean, I know it'll be a big project to take on, but oh, so it'll be yeah. like a biography kind of thing. Yeah, like maybe like some bi- like what kind of what Dan's doing, where he's talking about his personal philosophy. Um, and the way I like to talk about about my philosophy is incorporate stories because I think people connect with it better and understand it better. For the audience, I just watched him out on mute. I don't know who it was, but he's like, I'm on a fucking podcast. That's all I saw. Dude, I think I think you should definitely do that. But I think um, the play, like if you want to make a bunch of money, which I think you honestly could, you should write one of those like fucking coffee table books. That's kind of what Mark Manson has done, where it's like you go to any millennials oh. and you check their coffee table. It's probably going to be the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Yeah, one you just gotta have a title where it's like really profane and like kind of rude, but yeah. like those are like this is so fun. I love this book. Yeah, the books are fun again because they swear at you. And it's yeah. like put it in like indigo or whatever the fuck coals, whatever you guys have in the state. Oh wait, no, you're Canadian. You know, fuck. You know chapters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. My boy, dude. I'm yeah. so happy to be back in Canada. I feel like I'm in yeah. Canada right now. It's like keep, dude. It was so it was so embarrassing. I went to. I was in Jersey when before we flew out to um greece i was with ben and danny wi-fi astronaut and um i got this burger and i got a side of fries and i was like do you guys have gravy and they were like what i was like what and both of them like the server was like what and both of them were like what and i was like what you guys don't do like fries and gravy they're like no you fucking dirty canadian like get out of here like (laughs) go back to your country dude i've never i didn't know that there's so many weird things about like canada that i thought were you know yeah yeah, dude, no. it's crazy. Uh, or uh, I called a what was it parking garage or something? I I called a parking garage a parking garage, and they're like, "What the book do you mean? It's a parkade?" Or, or no, I called it a parkade, and they're like, "It's a parking garage." Um, so just yeah, you get roasted for being a Canadian in America. It's just it's funny. Yeah, um, bro, they make me feel like a third world citizen. It's so weird. Yeah, it's what were we talking whatever. about? Oh yeah, your coffee table book. So yeah, you write a book where it's literally just like your your top tweets with like like a, a like a, a two page breakdown on each one. It could literally just be like a hundred tweets, and it could be like two or two hundred pages long, right? And you kind of just flip through it, and um, the title has to be something like ridiculous, like Dakota's fucking tweets that fuck <laughs> forty seven motherfucking sentences that'll <laughs> do whatever. Teach you more than a college degree, bro. <laughs> You need to do that because you are the one that made that up. We actually, for people, we were on like FaceTime or something like that, like a couple months ago. And I asked him, I was like, dude, like, are you the one that like popularized this thing where it's like 10 sentences that'll teach you more than $104,000 and 38 cents? <laughs> and you were like, yeah, that was me. And I'm like, okay, well, everyone is stealing your sauce. So, you know, dude, I- it's, it's that one. Um, and then there's another one 
give me two minutes and I'll give you benefit that people are starting to use. And then there's the other one that'll X, Y, Z, that'll get you ahead of 97% of people. People took that one. Mm. Um, it's just, it's funny. It's, it's like the formula for people is like steal headlines that work from people and then write your own shit. I mean, it's, it's funny. I mean, it, in a way I'm going to use it all as social proof on a landing page when I write my copy for cohorts and all that shit. Like, Alex Hermosi uses my shit, blah, blah, blah. All these big accounts use my shit. So in a way, like, I'm just going to use it for my own leverage. Um, what was the story yeah. about the Alex Hermosi ghostwriter again? <laughs> Layla? Dude, so, okay. So I saw Layla. She was just tweeting the basic shit. Like, if you want to do X, read this. Or just like shit like that. It's like, oh, okay. Like, I saw a lot of that. And it was from the scheduler tweet hunter so i just took screenshots and it's just had a shit post i didn't know she actually had a ghostwriter i was like all right who's ghostwriting for lilo hormozzi and uh the people were like oh it's you and all that it's like no no it's not actually me and then the actual ghostwriter commented on it he's like yeah it's me he's like replying to all these people because they thought it was me but he's replying because he didn't want me to take the credit so he's like commenting on all these people yeah i'm the ghostwriter like <laughs> like winky face and all that shit it's like dude what are you doing and then he messaged me on telegram too and he's like yeah it's me i'm the ghostwriter for lilo hermosi and all that shit i'm like bro like what the fuck are you doing like you're a ghostwriter you're not supposed to go around telling people on the timeline yeah, i told him like the point dude. is you're a ghost so shut the fuck up so annoying bro <laughs> yeah dude i told him like okay you should really delete these because it's like it's not cool to do that he's yeah. like yeah yeah like i will fucking week later they're still up i'm like god and then i did something i'm not proud of because i was talking to a friend and he's like you should totally do this but i I told lilo i'm like hey your ghostwriter is like going around telling people that he's your ghostwriter and it's probably not a good image for you um so i i yeah i messaged her on instagram i know she saw it um because he messaged me like a few days later he's like yeah i'm sorry like i shouldn't have done that i just felt like a fucking asshole too um, after... i don't think so no i think he still writes um oh. but yeah i just felt like a dick i didn't feel good it was just like i don't know it was my friend encouraged me and i shouldn't have let him encourage me and like it was just a dumb thing on my part but yeah i, I felt bad for that but yeah nah, it's all right. nah, it's yeah whatever yeah shit happens you like nah, <laughs> <laughs> I might have pitched my services in the Instagram message. <laughs> if you want a ghostwriter, it doesn't tell the fucking whole world about that you're a ghostwriter. I just, yeah, I felt Check super bad. I'm a fucking dick move. Yeah, bro, you could easily fucking poach that one. Dude, yeah. bro, I'm so intimidated by Layla Hermosi. I remember yeah. in January, I was just starting my agency and I was in Mexico and like, I was like waiting for something to upload. And I like went in on YouTube and I just watched all of her fucking videos. And I just remember like her just yelling. She was like, you know, you're not doing the work you need to do. And the reason you're behind is because you're not doing the work. And she just started like lecturing me. And I just felt so bad. Yeah. I was like, bro, this is so not like good for my mindset right now. Cause I'm just like, I'm brand new and I've done like zero in sales for this agency. And I just like, and she's like, if you're not getting results for your clients. And I look at my clients, Clavio, and I'm just like, fuck, like, should I be? <laughs> and it was just like, it, it just scared the fuck out of me. And so I was like, okay, hey, I'm never watching a Layla Hermosi ever again. And then <laughs> Alex is like a little bit more, he's like kind of like the homie where it's like, yeah, I get yeah. It. sometimes you don't yeah. want to do shit, but like do the boring work, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, that feels good. I'll do the boring work. It was just like, yeah. shit. And then it's I really that's why like people love platitudes because it's like, it's kind of like that mental masturbation where it's like you feel like you're doing something, but you 
not really doing anything. So yeah, it's dopamine. That's uh yeah, that's what I like. I try to. Sorry, it's powerful though. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's a yeah. I was gonna go into that. Um, like it's like the levels of awareness. I find this is what I I think with my Twitter content. So I tweet a lot of basic shit, but it's because you need to get people in the door and get them to follow you and all that. And then you start tweeting about more high level shit, like slowly, like introduce them to it. So maybe you, you have a thread, like 47 sentences that'll teach you more than a college degree or whatever. Um, I know that's clickbait. Like it's, I'm, I'm sure like you can get a lot of value if you go to college for fucking business and all that. And I'm sure a fucking Twitter thread won't, teach you make you more money than a fucking college degree sure but i'm doing that because i i want these people to click on it and i want them to like introduce them to these concepts and bring their level of awareness up and so like sure yeah they'll follow me and then over time i'm gonna introduce them to bigger concepts maybe they subscribe to my newsletter maybe they i don't know buy a fucking course or whatever um but it's like you kind of got to give them what they want to hear and then you give them what they need to hear it's kind of like you're not going to pitch fucking okay we're gonna do a thousand calorie deficit when you sign up to my coaching program you're gonna have to get all these fucking weights and you're gonna have to work out five times a week for one hour it's like no one's gonna fucking do that but if you tell them hey you're gonna get fucking you're gonna get a six-pack bro and um pitcher's gonna be all over you you're gonna get so many dms on instagram it's gonna be crazy people are like yeah yeah sign me up and then you get them in the door and then you're like okay so you know how we said we're going to get you a six pack? Well, we're going to have to cut a little bit of calories to get you there. And then you just take them step by step. And then that's the way I kind of look at content. Um, you yeah, get them in the door, spike the dopamine, then introduce some more high level shit. Yeah, I think that's that's super on point. Like you need to create more people that can exist in your audience. And so mm-hmm. if your audience is like business tips, you need to create people that actually have businesses. Yeah. So like you need to go high level in order to get the, the people who aren't there yet to be in your audience. So it's kind of like a weird circular thing where it's like kind of like how Apple that creates solutions to problems that they've also created. Yeah. Um, where it's like, if you like, if you lose your phone, just buy this, but it's like, you're the one that sold me the phone. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's like, yeah, of course. Like, yeah. So it's kind of genius, honestly, but um, no, that's definitely the way to go. Um, yeah. I'll be mindful of your time. Cause I know we only booked for, Oh, no, bro. You're good. I, good? I, I literally, yeah, I have to do whatever all day. Is that kind of like, like, so what does your day look like now? What do you do? Yeah. So I wake up at six. Usually yeah. I sun my balls for five hours. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I wake up at six. I will, I will go on a walk or I will bike to a coffee shop. So if I'm doing work at home, I'll go on a 20, 40 minute walk. And I do that to get sun in my eyes and circulate my or set my circadian rhythm. Uh, shout out to Huberman. Yeah. Um, but uh, and then oxy- oxygenate my brain and all that shit and just get like clear. And then uh, I'll usually just get straight to work. But typically my day looks like wake up at six, uh, hop on my road bike, bike to a cafe and then just work there until I don't feel like working. It's usually around two hit the gym, get back, do whatever the fuck I want, fuck around. Um, that's kind of what my day was like at, in Austin too, is wake up, cop, walk to a coffee shop, work, go another walk, and then go to the gym, do whatever. Gotcha. Yeah. That's cool. I yeah. so, so you start moving basically as soon as you wake up? Yeah. 
Yeah. Are you like, do, okay, so what's your policy on like using your phone as soon as you wake up to Yeah, so that's something I've been back and forth on. Um, I, now I don't because, well, I don't use Twitter or Instagram. I have an app locker on and I made it so I can't uninstall apps on my phone. So I can't remove the app locker because I'm, I, I just, I just need shit like that. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't think it's the best to start your day with social media because you're just like getting all these inputs in your brain. I think you should probably just have time to process whatever the fuck's going on in your brain and you just procrastinate so much more once you're on social media because you're just like oh the fucking mindlessly on it um but i think some people can do it i think it's fine uh for some people because a lot of people they're just they're able to check it okay whatever and then just bounce i'm not one of those people i get distracted and i feel like if i don't have the momentum from the start of the day i just like fuck up my whole day so i just put things in place to prevent that but uh yeah, I check my phone, but usually just telegram messages, make sure shit isn't going crazy. Um, today was a fucking stressful day because shit got fucked up with the team. But um, usually it's good. And I don't check my phone. But yeah, that's my long winded answer. Yeah, I dude, I, I've seen that so much. I think you probably tweeted it too, where it's like, don't touch your phone for at least 30 minutes after you wake up. Yeah, it's like. The days that I do that, which is like very few and far between, it has to be a weekend because any day during the week, like there's always something like I have clients in the UK. And so like they're five hours ahead of me. And so they're probably type like they're probably talking to me before I'm awake and I need to get it like as soon as I possibly can. So I need to do that, which fucking sucks. Yeah. On Saturdays or Sundays where like I'll wake up and I won't touch my phone for like the first like 30 minutes or an hour. And I'm like, I feel like I could do this all day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, fuck yeah. Why do we even have a phone? Like, I don't even need my shit. You know what yeah. I mean? And then like, yeah, it just like, it kind of brings me back into real life. And then I have like cool thoughts and stuff like that, but I'm just like, not in a place like with it. You, you get it. Like, bro, you have client businesses like are tough where it's like, you mm. are the product. Yeah. You need to, uh, you need to be available as much as possible because that's why people really pay you. So, um, yeah, it's a weird, like, it's a weird line where it's like, you kind of give up a lot of your like sanity in order to like really excel in business um so i wish i could like go without touching my phone but it, it's just inevitable like i need to be on it yeah that's why i want to get out of the agency stuff or oh, that's why i want to joey to automate it for me or just handle it because it's just i mean it's nice when you just wake up and you know you don't have to do shit and you're just chilling you don't gotta stress about stuff like that's where i want to be where i want to make a shit ton of money while being able to uh, just do shit on my own accord and not have to worry about clients and stuff like that. Um, I just want to worry about like, creating content and sure, I'll hop on a call a few times a week just to make sure people are just, I don't know, give me your information or what you know or help them. But yeah, it's yeah, it's stressful when you're like, oh, I got these fucking shit fucking up with the clients and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And it's just, it's it's stressful. Um, Dude, for real. So, yeah. Really the only business model where there's like a ton of urgency where it's like there I've had emergencies with clients where it's like, whatever I'm doing, it doesn't matter. I have to like act now. Um, but like with cash and syndicate, like I've never had that. Yeah. Never. So like, and which is like why it's one of my favorite things to do. Where yeah. like, I can, I can literally work on it from whenever till whenever, like the agency, it's like it's business hours. I need to be around from like eight 30 to five 30 roughly. Yeah. Right. Cash yeah. and syndicate. Like I could decide to like wake up at two, 
log on at four and then do like a live call from eight to nine and then go out. Yeah. So there's a part of me that wants to go full-time info, but I don't know. This agency is like, is cool. And I really do like my clients. Um, and I want them to crush. Yeah. That's why they paid me in the first place. Yeah, so, dude. It's tough, bro. I don't even like talking about it. Like if I said like right now, like fuck my agency, bro. I don't give a fuck. I would lose all my clients. Yeah. Like, oh, this exactly. guy doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So uh, yeah, you need an account manager. You need someone to like take that off your plate. I have one starting August 29th. Um, she's going to save my life for sure. Yeah. And I just hired us. I'm fine taking less margin and just like, oh, yeah. It's cool. It's like if it was a 20% margin business and I just give everything to my team and they just handle it. Yeah. That's exactly what, what I feel, man. Because you're free. At the end of the day, we work to do this so we have our freedom and not report to anyone usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's just like you kind of buy yourself another job in a sense that just pays a lot better. Um, but yeah, I feel I feel you. I feel on that. Feel you on that. I just hired someone to a woman to help me with my systems and like go in and help audit my systems and create new ones and shit like that. And some of the questions she asked me is like, "How do you?" She's like, "What are your values and stuff for your company?" I was like, values. I just like, I just go viral, bro. Like that's getting <laughs> paid. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's intri- yeah, water, exactly. Yeah. Red meat, sun balls. That's my <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, it's 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 cool. It's really cool. That's the one thing I love about agency work or service based businesses. You get so much. You learn so much. Like these people that are just reciting platitudes on Twitter, they don't know how to fucking make sales calls or how to create a landing page or write copy or deliver for a client. It's you learn so much, and then that stuff you can take and and put it into a community like you or a course or whatever, and then you can help so much more people and make a shit ton more money. So it's a win win. Um, but yeah, it's really it's really humbling and and cool to run an agency and learn everything about it because it's invaluable because you can read about this shit all day but you only learn about it when you actually put in the reps you do it you learn the nuance of it super powerful i think everyone should well not everyone but most people should run a service-based business for at least a few months just to see what it's like 100 percent, yeah man i think so too i think um i think especially when you're working in cool industry like for me like the way i do it is like i'm not in one industry i'm in like multiple because like we do email kind of for everybody like it's kind of a weird mm-hmm. i want to explain it here but like um but there's so many different types of entrepreneurs that you come across and you learn yeah. everything you learn things from them where it's like uh like you're around guys like ben smith um mm-hmm. like he's a very interesting guy because of like what he's experienced with business and like the way that he operates and then you have guys like let's say JK, where like he has like, he's partly content, partly software. Um, and like, he's kind of like in a couple of different things. And like the way he operates is different. So you learn things from all these different people that you work with. And when you're exposed to like most people, unless you run an agency, or you run like a fund or something, you don't get exposed to a lot of different entrepreneurs at the volume that we do. So it's yeah, it's a very like, very interesting business to be in. And like, as much stress as there is with an agency, like, I, I highly recommend like people just to try something like that. Like whether it's freelancing or something like something B2B where mm-hmm. you can, like just study these people. Yeah. Dude, like, I, have dudes, I have dudes that are like 25 or something like that. And they're doing like 25 million a year. You know what yeah. I mean? like, it's like, what? Like, so it's yeah, dude. 
Yeah, it's cool with my job because I get to interview these people and ask them about. I I've legit just asked people questions, not because it was relevant, just because I just wanted to know. It's just like, oh, you do this, like, why do you do that? It's, oh, okay, it's cool. You get to ask these millionaires, shit. It's it's super cool. I had one, I have one client. Uh, <laughs> this guy's fucking crazy. He made eight hundred k in a day, like doing some NFT shit. But um, he he he's so productive that he will blend chicken breasts up and he will drink it. And it's like, what the fuck? Ew, bro. Yeah, dude, he does this every what? day. Yeah, he wants to save time. He doesn't want to waste time chewing and that cooking the food. That is fucking disgusting. <laughs> this guy's built different. Um, it's just shit. cool just hearing shit like that. It's like, oh, that's fucked up. But I respect it. I mean, just getting into the mindset of some people. <laughs> this guy ever heard of a protein shake? Like, it's the same shit. What is wrong with you? Like, I'm sure it's working for him. He's probably more successful. Yeah. So I'm not going to knock it, but I would never do that. Yeah. Who knows, bro? But yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, I have to meet a lot of strange people. And like, kind of to take it back to like where we both started. Like, I don't think I came in contact with a millionaire until I was like 21. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you, like, if you, if you're not in a, an industry like this, you're not even going to fucking meet a millionaire. Yeah. You know I mean, I'm sure I've served a couple when I was working at ESAP Mario's but like by accident. I actually remember one time there was, <laughs> I was serving this table and they were taking forever to the side and I would, I would keep walking back over to see. And like, it was just this dude, like just screaming at his wife. And like, it was like a full restaurant and like, he was dressed up in a suit and she was like pretty hot, but they were like older. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it like, they, they, they were just having a domestic, like in the middle of the restaurant, like in, in that dinner rush. And um, I went over there, I, I brought him like a sparkling water, or something like that. And they just left without paying. And I asked the table next to them, I was like, where do my where do my people go over there? And they were like, Oh, they just left. And I was like, Okay, and so there was like the sparkling water that was still on the table, um, which was opened. And I just kind of had to like eat that, I guess $3 for the sparkling water, just to, like take it out of my check. And then um, there was like an envelope on the table. And I was like, Well, fuck it, like they're gone. And they like done and dash. So I'm gonna open their mail. Yeah. And it was a it was a pay stub. This guy was like a lawyer and it was like beginning of the year. So it was like from January 1st, 28th. And it was like an earn out of like $375,000. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, what does this guy do? He didn't give you $5. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, yeah. And it was just so weird. So like, I think that might've like that definitely left an impact, but I mean, I know dudes that do like way more than that now and they're mm-hmm. like cool people. So yeah. Like just, yeah. Yeah, it's the only way that I've seen to like get in touch with like these super high level people. Um, and like you're kind of at the same like equity as them, where it's like yeah. when someone who's worth, you know, 50 million like pays you to teach them something, they don't feel like they're above you. They may, mm-hmm. they may feel like they're, they've been around longer, they're more successful in business, but like there's something that you have that they don't. And so it's a really weird position to be in when like you're in your early 20s. And like some dude who's 40 and could buy your life 10 times over, like is like coming to you asking for help or something. It's really, it's really strange. Yeah. I was talking to someone the other day about this. It's just, it, it, yeah, it's, it's nuts. Like what other avenues could you take that? Sorry, my, my grandma's yelling or something to her brother. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's crazy to think just 
they they literally a lot of the times they they usually don't have the time but a lot of the time they just don't know how to fucking do this shit and it's just crazy you can spend a few months just grinding having lila hormozzi yell at you telling you're not doing enough and learning shit like skills like copywriting and you you sure maybe build an audience along the way and you're boom your life changes because you're in contact with these millionaires and they they need you like they can't if you're good at what you do they can't really find anyone else that can get the results you can it's just it's a weird position to be in it's super fucking crazy it's cool yeah. i'm super grateful yeah like you got you got to recognize like how insane it all is yeah it's a, yeah you step back it's like i write tweets for a living and millionaires hit me up to write tweets for them and i'm getting paid more than any other fucking college professor i used to study under it's just crazy yeah bro yeah if there's one sentence that you could give right now that would teach you more than a hundred and twenty thousand dollar marketing degree to end this podcast what would it be do uncomfortable shit i think that's the biggest thing it's just there's so many times where i was anxious about skills or anxious about getting on a sales call or doing whatever or like going to the gym for the first time uh or talking to cute girls or like whatever um but i I don't know like something in me just the pain of regret was bigger than my perceived pain of failure i think that's just like what got me really farther ahead in life was just saying fuck it like whatever like we're all gonna die one day and just leaning into that uncomfortable feeling and doing shit anyways because that's what a lot of people avoid like 99 percent of people they want to feel comfortable and that's why they're in the 99 percent because they're just staying safe and doing their own shit um but the people that can just like lean into that discomfort and keep pursuing shit is those people they're, they're just fucking animals that's the people that are doing 200k 500k a fucking month or whatever um so long story short yeah do more uncomfortable shit flew my bitch out from thailand she do the most my niggas hot like some cayenne sitting in your throat they spend a quarter million in a private just for the show shawty gonna call a nigga your highness cause we fuck on the low and i get about 12 or key if a nigga playing chess i'm king my niggas riding with berettas fucking steam you know i'm popping every latine got a lot of these